Welcome to the Damien and Jesse Show. My name is Damien. My name is Jesse. And today we're going to be talking about on episode number one, how we got started doing this podcast. Where it all began. Pretty much where it all began. So pretty much we came up with the idea of doing a podcast about several years ago. I want to say three to five years ago. And we decided, you know what? It's the start of a new year. Let's just go ahead and do it. So I pulled the trigger. Got microphones, got boom arm stands, got this podcast machine, and Jesse was like, hang on a second, you, you're really going to go through with this. I was like, why not? We got so many stories to tell. And I was like, fuck it, I'm in. So pretty much anything stupid that I get into, I bring him along for the ride, and he just goes with it, and we have fun with it. So, I mean, you, you can't go wrong with that, and we've had so many great experiences along the way, places that we've traveled to with friends and family. Got to meet new people. Yeah, yeah, pretty much stuff like that. So along these lines, uh, we're going to try to keep this as simple as it's going to get. It's probably going to get off topic at a couple of times. But you're going to get such a good laugh out of it because we have so many stories to talk about. Yes. It's it's like a scroll of just different stuff. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. So let's just start off with how did Jesse and I become friends? Well, honestly, Jesse and I used to never hang out back then. No, we actually didn't. We, we didn't hang out back then at all. Uh, we were <laughs> nothing close alike to be friends with. Oh, no. And it just happened uh, just one day out of nowhere downtown, and we were just, just random people just showed up, and he happened to be in there, and we kind of just kicked it from there, and then so forth and so forth, and then... One minute I hand him a beer, and next minute we're just like, fuck it. Yeah. But I think the most memorable part, how we actually really became friends, was that (laughs) 4th of July softball tournament. Oh, man. So... So pretty much this is how it went. So Jesse was out and about at the park and was thirsty. I mean, you know, it's scorching hot. Anybody that knows here in Texas, it gets hot. Keep keep in mind, this was in actually Rotan, Texas. Yeah, Rotan, Texas of all places, our hometown. Yeah. And so anyways, well, Jesse approaches me and he's like, hey, man, do you happen to have anything to drink, something cold? He's like, man, it's real hot. Well, I was like, you know what? In my cooler, I got some Powerades and some Gatorades in there. And so I told him, you know what? Just go get what you need. Needless to say, it completely slipped my mind. I forgot I had a big bottle of Malibu rum. And for some reason, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be driving around. <laughs> I don't want to be driving around with a full bottle of Malibu in the cooler. You know? And like, at the, I think at the time, I think I was only like... 18 something like that somewhere around there yeah. now now i'm 26 <laughs> so i decided to get the bright idea you know i'm gonna have just an empty container pour a little bit of the gatorade into that container and pour a little bit of malibu in there and just went on with it and until i emptied the bottle out and i was like you know let me go throw away this bottle and then this is when jesse walks up Tells me he's thirsty. I said, you know what? Go for it. Have at it in the cooler. So I went, I went into the back of the truck and grabbed you know, into the cooler and started grabbing like one or two. Then I started chugging them and then he was just looking at me like, whatever. Yeah, and it, and it didn't even cross my mind that I, I had forgot all about it. And then it wasn't until like two weeks later you come back and you saw me again and you were like, hey, what was in that Gatorade? For real, because I was sitting there. I mean, <laughs> I don't do Malibu. I cannot stand it. I can't even look at it sometimes. A little FYI, Malibu gets the best of Jesse. And he's a whiskey person. 
He is. He's, he's a he's a, a hardcore whiskey person, and the, something about Malibu that just gets the best of them. As them young kids say, I was on my Drake shit. <laughs> I was singing a lot of Drake. So these two weeks go by. He sees me again. He was like, "What did you put?" And those bottles of Gatorade. I was like, you know what? I said, I forgot to tell you all about it. I said, I put Malibu in that. <laughs> he was like, dude, he had me calling my ex-girlfriend, blah, 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 this and that. And I was like, my bad. I forgot all about that. <laughs> and that's how we became friends. Pretty much that's that's how we became best friends. I mean... <laughs> What's what's not what's not better than you know becoming friends with somebody just by getting them drunk on accident? You know, <laughs> you know how many people that actually go to the bars and just randomly start up a conversation with somebody, and next thing you know, at the end of the night, all of a sudden you became best friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so pretty much that's what happened with uh, with Jesse and myself was alcohol pretty much made us best friends. <laughs> <laughs> best friends. <laughs> It's just weird how it happened, but it happened, yeah. and here we are, you know, telling you guys. What, like, <laughs> damn near a decade later. Almost, yeah, and it's just so interesting. <laughs> I never thought that alcohol, at this point, at that early of, of my years, I say early in my years, it was my early 20s. Yeah. I didn't think nothing about that. I was like, oh, alcohol is alcohol. That I didn't think it was going to make us best friends. But here we are telling, <laughs> yeah. telling people stories about all the dumb shit we've been doing. Yeah. I mean, and then when you think about it some more, too, you know, after we explained everybody just like what we just said right there, they're like, okay. But we've gone to places like other bars and grills. Yeah. And then instead of starting a random conversation, I'm usually talking shit to them because... He has a bad habit of calling me at the wrong time. Oh, yeah, I do. It's it's crazy when I call him, hey, what are you doing? What the fuck? <laughs> like, for real, dude, like, I'm kind of in the facilities right now. Uh, I don't need to be talking to you. Motherfucker, I'm at church. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I was at church, I wouldn't even, answer. Hey, I wouldn't even have the phone on me. Man. But, I mean, I could be driving back from work or something, and just all of a sudden his spider senses kick in. And he's like, oh, Sasquatch is on the move. Where is he at now? <laughs> <laughs> oh man so he's I don't know he's got this mystical power that he knows exactly where I'm at and he has to call me but it's all good because I get him back for it and people at the bar will look at us like how are y'all still friends for talking to each other like that like why like the lady will look at Jesse and like why are you friends with him this sorry um, deadbeat motherfucker is talking shit about you, and then we just go back and forth. I literally had a girl come up to me and goes, are you okay? Are you sure you're all right? You know you don't have to hang out with them, right? I said, man, he's my best friend. <laughs> and people just look at us so weird, like, what? <laughs> no. Best friends don't talk to each other. Like, no, uh, then y'all aren't best friends. <laughs> yeah. Y'all aren't best friends if you don't talk shit about each other um, and get each other drunk on purpose. Really? But it's it's so funny, all the places we've gone to, it's just, <laughs> just the looks on their face. Yeah. The look on their faces tells me everything. Like, what? Like, are you serious? Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's very true. That is very, very true. But anyway, so let's continue on. Uh, pretty much, uh, Jesse and I are nothing alike. 
We come from two different backgrounds. Polar opposites. Polar opposites. I mean, it's it is very very odd to have two best friends come from two different walks of life and become best friends. Yeah. Because uh, I like anime and fucking art. <laughs> as weird as it sounds. Yeah, I, I really appreciate art a lot. He he's not good at drawing art. He admires art. Yeah. He'll he you can literally take him to a museum of paintings and drawings, all kinds of stuff, and he could almost spot on figure the value of that painting yeah, or drawing it's, or whatever it is. I don't know. I just have a gift, I guess. <laughs> I guess you do have a gift for it. <laughs> Me, I just have a gift for eating and drinking a lot. And anybody that knows me very well knows I can slam them back and I can eat, 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 and eat. But on top of that, Jesse used to be a cook as well. Yeah. Believe it or not. <laughs> Believe it or not. not. He's he, he's done quite a bit of uh, work in the kitchen yeah. and stuff like that. A Co- couple of years in the restaurant industry. I say a couple of years, more like nine years, something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Pretty Since much we... after you got out of high school. Yeah, pretty much. And I come from a completely background. I do a lot of truck driving and crane and rigging. And uh, you might sit there and wonder, like, what? Come from two different backgrounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's... Pretty much how it worked out. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Where he used to work at, he could literally tell it was me without me trying to find him in the kitchen. Like, hey, I'm here. Or even shooting me a text. I'm just like... He could look up at the screen where the orders are coming in (laughs) from. And he's like, yep, I know he's here. That's what he orders. I'm like, make sure it's fresh. (laughs) Because I'll never hear the end of it. (laughs) But it it was so cool, you know... I didn't have to tell him, you know, I'm here. He looks like he just mentioned, you know, yep, that's him. That's him. But it was one of those things too, you know, like, I really don't know how to describe it. You know, people I used to work with, uh, besides the trucking and uh, crane industry, I also used to work heavy equipment. Not only that, I did a little bit of DJing here and there. Got into the music business with uh, some radio DJs, a few promoters here and there. And so Jesse also got to meet some people that I also became friends with in the music industry. And pretty much he was just tag along. Pretty much. And it's funny because, you know, working in the restaurant industry and, you know, not seeing Damien all the time because he's gone for work. I'll be sitting there talking to so-and-so and such and such. And they're like... You actually know them? I said, kind of. I mean, I hanged out with them a couple of times. And they're like, you know who that is? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And so friends of his and friends of mine are like, you actually know who these people are? These people. Yes, I know these people. (laughs) Like, okay, is that weird? (laughs) And, And everybody else is just all starstruck about it. And we're just, okay, whatever. No big deal. You know. And we just sit there and watch them and like, oh, hey, let me get an autograph by them and have them sign this for me. Like, no, (laughs) no, we are not doing that. Yeah. Like, no, 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 big no. (laughs) But anyways, it was just crazy how we just met. Yeah. You wouldn't expect two people like us to become best friends, but it happened. (laughs) It happened. I don't know if it was like meant for us to be best friends like this, but it happened and we've just been rolling with it. We've been rolling for it. 
And, and, and the funny thing is, you know, now that we mentioned this, there have been times Jesse have had hard times that he's gone through and he'd text me and tell me about it. And I'd reply back to him like, why the hell do I need to know about this? Usually, you know, when I'm having a, you know, just like off the wall kind of moment, he's just like, man the fuck up. Yeah. Either that or just shut up, leave me alone, I'm trying to sleep. Because he has those times where he will text me in the middle of the night. It's the 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. Well, see, if, it, if anybody knows restaurant life like I do, you usually, nine times out of ten, if you're single, don't have any kids, not even married, guess what? You're working the night shift. Pretty much. And he had a habit of literally, sometimes even three or four in the morning, still texting me and I'm asleep. There were times I wouldn't even wake up and reply back. Leave me alone. I'm trying to get some sleep here. I got to be at work in the morning. Stop bugging me. Hell, there was sometimes I showed up to his house and I'm like, fuck, it's already time for you to go home and I'm drunk as hell. <laughs> and, and I was like, you know what, dude? You can just hang out here or whatever. I'll be back at the end of the day. And I come back and he's just crashed out crashed out of sleep you can just you could just hear him snoring and snoring for days i mean he can compete with some other people that i know who can snore but i think myself and one of the other guys i work with i think we both we're both tied neck and neck on when it comes to snoring yeah <laughs> man i could beat a chainsaw yeah he could be the chainsaw but he can't compete with me and I just I think it just has to do with how exhausted I get there are times at work I mean we're really putting in some work and then I come back completely exhausted and I'm like oh I don't even want to eat dinner I just want to go to sleep and then boom people next door here at the apartment they could hear me I was like I'm sorry if I was that loud but I was exhausted I am tired didn't think my snoring was going to be that loud. <laughs> I mean, you think about it, it could have been worse. I mean, I could have had a girl over. It could have been, you know, doing the hanky-panky and doing all that. And I don't know what they would prefer, hearing that or hearing me snore. <laughs> I don't know, because I have heard you snore, and I'm just like, good God. <laughs> and then, like, some of the best sleep that I had, even Jesse had, was when we went on uh, a cruise. Yeah. And uh, actually, you know, when you feel the, the ship moving little by little, you know, side to side, like that rocked me to mm. sleep. That was like the best sleep I ever had. Yeah, because it just feels like a big ass waterbed. Yeah, and you're just moving with it and then you can hear the sounds of uh, the water as the ship goes through it and stuff like that. And it's, it's very soothing and relaxing and that next morning, I woke up, even though we had a lot to drink. Uh, goes back to the, you a know. A lot to drink. I still woke up in that morning, that next morning just feeling so good and refreshed. Huh? I was like, you know what? Okay, round two. Let's get started. <laughs> Let's start drinking some more. Yeah. Oof. Man. I, I, still, <laughs> I still get Vietnam flashbacks from it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny is... Uh, one of my good friends, Ben Gonzalez, he actually got us hooked on cruising. Shout Matter of fact, the first crew that, uh, cruise that we went on, I want to say it was, what, 2015, April of 2015? Yeah, and shout out to Ben for that. <laughs> yeah, because Ben was the one that got us hooked on cruises, and 
Matter of fact, we need to go ahead and book another one for this year. Hopefully, I don't know how things are going to go this year, but it'd be nice to go on another cruise. I haven't taken a cruise since 2018. October 2018 was the last one I went on. I don't even, I don't even remember. Because 2019 was when I went to uh, Puerto Vallarta, Jalisco. Yeah. And then, of course, 2020 hit. And <laughs> yeah, that's a. I think everybody needs a drink after that one. Yeah. If you don't drink, you might as well start. You might as well get started drinking because I think 2021 is going to be. Oh, it's interesting. It's going to be a curveball. Yeah, man. I think it's, it's going to be a real. It's going to be a real eye opener, I think. But yeah. anywho, so going back to the to the cruise. We've actually learned quite a bit from the cruises, you know, as far mm -hmm. as, like, we didn't know that they actually kind of memorize your name. Yeah. And they... Actually, we, from from what we got gathered, it was because of this guy named Tony. Yeah. Which, I don't we don't know his last name, but I, he, he was a good guy. Yeah, yeah, he was one of those guys from, uh, from New York, yeah, I think. I think he, he said he, he was from Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn. Because he kept, because we noticed like he didn't make eye contact with you a lot. And he explained yeah. to us, you know, the reason why. Yeah, because it was just he would have a full conversation with you, and you know, he would just look swaying back and forth, back and forth. And then you know, I'm like, what's going on yeah. with this guy? And then he, you know, he goes, "My bad," and you know, I'm from, you know, from the Bronx area. So he was just like, "That's how a lot of people, you know, look because you never know what's going to happen." Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much, I believe it. You know, yeah. some of the bigger cities I've been to, you kind of want to be on on the lookout, anyways. Yeah. And I've <laughs> I've seen some, so I've seen some very weird things going on, mm -hmm. and it makes you wonder, like, do they really get down like this in this state and this town? I mean, yeah. it, it really makes you wonder. But Tony was a perfect example of that. Yeah. And he was explaining to us, you know, he says. Constantly got to be on the lookout. He says, you never know. He was like, the neighborhood I grew up in, he said it was real rough. Mm -hmm. Just one of those neighborhoods he always had to be on the lookout. And if I remember correctly, he retired from uh, Subway, you know, doing Subways. If I remember correctly, I think that's what he said. Yeah, I can't really remember. Uh, uh, I know. He was a real good guy, though. Yeah. Real good, real, real, real funny. One of those guys that you could share a story with, and he had something else to share with you, another story. Oh, yeah. Maybe another experience he, that he, he had. He was a sober us. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, did. pretty much. And he did say that he goes on a cruise every month. Yeah. Once a month, he was always on a cruise. Yeah. And pretty much that's what retired folks do, like him. Yeah. You know, he was... And, and that's the, the one thing I always remember from him. He said that he didn't know what he wanted to do in life until he figured it out. He said, I want to be retired. Mm -hmm. and, then exactly. when it, and then when he actually did retire that's what he did was mm -hmm. go on cruises yeah and he enjoyed it he enjoyed it so much I don't know if I'd ever come across this guy again but if I did I'm, I could remember his face oh yeah and Jesse over here he probably wouldn't remember him probably wouldn't even remember well he does remember his name but it just hits him like a brick wall of, oh hey that's so and so yeah well I mean it was pretty <laughs> Pretty drunken nights on those. Yeah, we we had a lot of drunken nights on on the cruises, but they're so much fun. I mean, you can you can have so much fun on a cruise. It's, it's you like you can get so drunk on a cruise, you don't have to worry about driving anywhere <laughs> at all. You just walk into your room unless you're driving the boat. <laughs> yeah, they, they would kind of frown upon that, <laughs> but it was so so much fun getting drunk on the ship. 
Because you're with so many people. You really are. That, that you don't know who they are. They're just Everybody is there just to have a good time. I mean, you're literally um, just a colony, if you would prefer to say. Yeah. It's, it's just a floating city. Yeah. It's just a small floating city with so many people in one area. Well, several areas to be I, exact. I mean, I don't know how many people were there, but I think they said over like 100,000, you know, crew members. No, that's you're way off on that. It was the that ship that we went on was like maybe a thousand. Crew a thousand? Members. I thought it was more than that. No, it was a thousand crew members, and I want to say uh, guest it could hold was like twenty five, twenty seven hundred people. Well, it's a shitload of people. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of got your numbers way off on that. Mm, whatever. <laughs> but it's it's a small town floating out in the middle of the ocean, yeah. going to these destinations, and you will have so much fun on that. As you know, everybody comes up and says, how was the cruise? How was the cruise? I, I tell them, if you get bored on a cruise, you're doing something wrong. You definitely got something wrong. You definitely do. Because there's so much you could do. There's something for everybody to do on a cruise. In so very little time. Let me put it to you that way. The first cruise was a five-day cruise. Yeah. And then... It just it wasn't enough. It, yeah, it just seemed like it didn't it didn't seem like enough time. We only had two ports of call, and five days seemed rushed. Yeah, it, it, it seemed kind of rushed. The seven day cruises now yeah. those were those were fun because well, you had three destinations, three port of calls to go to. Yeah, but and at you, but at the same time though, I mean, we hit that storm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then they reversed our itinerary, which actually worked out better. Yeah, I actually liked it like that better. I prefer I preferred it that way, and that was more fun. That was actually when we took your dad. Yeah, this was this was the week of Halloween and your dad's birthday week. Yeah, which you know later on through the show we'll bring him on here and you know tell him his experience and oh, whatnot. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to save that for another episode. <laughs> he's got so many stories about that that he's got to tell you. It's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, y'all are in oh, for the ride. Oh, my father. Yeah, y'all are in for a ride on that. I mean, just besides from the cruises that we've been on, uh, we've also been to other parts of the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't really remember all of them. Uh, the one thing that we do enjoy when we travel somewhere, just just for the fun of it, is just to get getting to know the history of mm-hmm. that town in oh, particular. Yeah. And I think one of one of my most memorable experiences traveling, matter of fact, uh, this was this was a time uh, this was actually before I met you. Okay. So when I was still in the music business, I had traveled uh, I wanna say it was a suburb somewhere around Waco, Texas. And this was when I was still in the music business with another guy that I partnered up with. And we were DJing for a wedding. Oh, okay. And here's here's the interesting fact about the wedding. Okay, so it was an African groom and a Mexican bride. Oh, wow. Yes, this is going to get very interesting. Now, let me tell you, I arrived in Waco the morning of. The other guys were there the night before. Put them up in a hotel room. And then that following morning, when I arrived, we pretty much got there at the same time. And the place was called Barron's on Fifth Avenue. And this was so beautiful, such a beautiful place. And I kind of started thinking for a second, man, you know, this place has got to have some history to it. And I was like, and I, I'm, I'm one of those persons that I'm intrigued by history. 
I'm a historically type of person that I love to research history on certain things. So I just got to walking around uh, after I met up with the guys. I was like, you know what? I said, let me walk around. I just got off of working a night shift. I am tired, but I need to walk around to wake myself up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm just walking around, and I noticed that they have a big house up in the front. Okay. And you have these weeping willow trees, and it was so beautiful. The grass was so green. And I was like, man, this, this looks nice. I said, kind of swear I've seen this in a movie somewhere. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. So then I kept walking around, and then to the side of the big house was a smaller house. Hmm. I was like, okay. And I looked further back, and I could kind of see, like, these little white shacks. And note to self, these houses were also white in color. And some of them, uh, I believe the big house had, like, a, a flower bed, several flower beds that were made with brick. And then the flowers were planted inside of it. And then further back behind those shacks, you could see the river. I can't really remember which river it is that flows pretty much next to it. So I was just walking around, and one of the groundskeepers saw me and asked me, Hey, young man, are you lost? Is there something I can help you with? I said, You know, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not lost. I'm actually, you know, here with the party. I said, uh, We're DJing tonight for the wedding. He said, Oh, okay, okay, okay. He was just telling me about the place. He was like, you know, back then, uh, he said, this place used to be a plantation. Oh, no shit. I was like, whoa. <laughs> that is okay. That is very. And I, and I didn't even tell him. I didn't even tell him about the wedding. <laughs> it was an yeah. African groom and a Mexican <laughs> bride. I was like, nah, I'm gonna keep that to myself. I'm not gonna I tell. Mean, I'm not gonna tell anybody I mean, I'm about this. I'm pretty sure they kind of figured it out, but I, I mean, just. Yeah. It, it was so beautiful, though, and that was the thing about it. It was such a beautiful place. I loved the scenery. I loved how green the grass was, how well-kept the houses were. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is so beautiful. And then the groundskeeper tells me, oh, yeah, this used to be a, a plantation back in the day. What does that DJ um, move? Er. Oh, yeah, the scratch. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hey, hold on. Hang on a second. No, you, you got to be playing around. Like, that is not true. So I think it wasn't until the following week I got online and I looked it up and I think it, it pretty much said something along those lines what it used to be and I was like, wow. That's crazy. I never I never thought about that. But there's so many things that, that that's what I like to do about certain places that I travel to is I like looking up the history right. of, of those places. But that that night in particular, this this was interesting. The food was real good, but it was different. Right. So, of course, you know, Mexican food. You know what yeah, we're used to having. Know. You know. Uh, I want to say they had, like, some kind of some kind of barbecue. I mm -hmm. think it was, like, some kind of a pulled pork, some kind of a bean. I don't, I don't really remember what this bean was, but it was almost like a peanut. Hmm. And it kind of had that texture almost. But it wasn't a peanut because I questioned them. And they were like, no, 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 this is the, this kind of bean or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, it tastes more like a peanut, but oh well. <laughs> so then uh, there was another um, food item that I had got as well. And I was like, you know what? That tastes different, but I like it. Right. I like it. And afterwards, uh, the lady that had hired us was explaining to us, oh, no, 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 no. This is what this food item is for. This is typically what we have in celebration of the wedding. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. So pretty much like most cultures, 
they have certain food items that they right. have for certain celebrations, stuff like that in general. Now, the interesting part got to when we were doing the dance. Okay. Now, uh, I believe I don't I don't know exactly where in Africa the family is from. Okay. But they have a tradition. The lady was explaining to me they have a tradition where they take the bride, they put her in a chair, and they're literally carrying her in the air. Oh, okay. And I thought about it. I was like, hang on a second. There's a ceiling fan right over there. <laughs> I hope they see that. Because they pretty much picked her up and they had their arms extended out. Okay. And they're yelling this chant and they're doing this dance. And then, okay, they, they move around from the ceiling fan. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> the last thing, last thing anybody wants to see the bride getting hit in the head by a ceiling fan. That would pretty much hurt. Uh, that, I don't know how you would explain that. That would be a concussion. <laughs> so then they finally set her down. They're doing this circle around the bride. And they're doing this chant. And I was like, you know, this is, this is pretty cool. And I don't know what they were saying, but I, I was liking it, you know. And that's, you know, that's kind of odd for me because I would be questioning something like that. Like, hang on, is this a sacrificial ritual or something? Like, what's going on? Am I missing out on something? <laughs> but it was so interesting, you know. The families, both families were, were very nice to us. You know, we had so much food. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. But that food, that African food that we had, I, I don't know what, what the dishes were called or what it was, right. but it was, it was great. I loved it. I ate a lot of it, yeah. and it was, it, like I said, it, it was real good. So, what was one of your most interesting things that you have ever got to do? Um, oh, man, that is a good question. I mean, I know you've had a lot of things yeah. that you've done Well, there was that one time that, you know, DMX actually walked into uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, and he was a pretty cool cool guy. Okay. I mean, okay. Very, very humble. Yeah, that's, that's, at least for the most point. Yeah, and 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 that, that brings me back to one thing too. You know, working in the in the music business, I didn't get to work with a lot of big name bands like you might be thinking of, but I got to work with a lot of the Mexican bands like right. Bolorias, okay, uh, La Maquinaria Norteña, Los Pescadores. Los Pescadores, they're some of my good friends down in Brownwood. Okay, okay. Oh man, those are the guys I call my fisherman friends. Okay, okay. And uh, that's who we went to go see the other week. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man, that was yeah. another story. We'll save that for another time. We're yeah. not going to let that cat out the bag just yet. And, you know, like, I, like we were talking about, we're going to get a little off topic. Yeah, we've already yeah, veered yeah. off subject quite a ways. We what? took that exit 100 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, we're just here just talking about just random bullshit. Yeah, and we're, we're going to have fun with it. It's just going to be one of those just go with the flow, and we're going to keep rocking yeah. with it. And, and it's just pretty much go along with the ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, folks, we're going to go ahead and conclude this first episode of the Damien and Jesse Show. My name is Damien. My name is Jesse. And we'll see you guys another time.